I'm James Beatty. And I'm Sean Carroll. And welcome to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. All right, and welcome back to the Rebuild Health and Fitness Podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to start dieting when you don't know where to start. What do you think about that title? I was thinking about it. It's wordy, but, you know. <laughs> it's, too, it's just catchy. I'll, give, I'll, I'll, give, yeah, I'll give it a crack. How's your nose, mate? It's fantastic. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty sore. My face is sore. As you can tell, boxing's going very well if you've been playing along for a while now. You've been, very dra- had my- you've been very dramatic this morning. Every time I walked in, he's had a nice pack on his nose and his feet up. He's <laughs> working hard, man. <laughs> Friday. And- uh, I had my nose shattered across my face this morning. But it still looks good. I'm still the best looking podcast <laughs> podcaster in this room. Sat on that sofa. Sat on this sofa. <laughs> and then another good news, Rebuild Health and Fitness won Brisbane's but- best gym. So when we go, we're the best gym in Brisbane. It's like, to who? It's like, literally the best gym in Brisbane. Voted for it. Yeah, and we know it's a popularity contest, but fuck, it's good to be popular. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The best, the best gym in Brisbane, which again, we truly believe that we are. Yeah, prove us wrong. <laughs> you can't, you got to wait until 2023, but that was nice. That was nice. The members are all keen. They were speaking about getting badges this morning, t-shirts, logos, putting it everywhere. Kate's going to market the shit out of it. Uh, don't oh, put it on, okay. How long have you been <laughs> podcasting for? Oh my God, we're sorry, everyone. It's one of those days. It's one of those days. It's one of those days. All right, let's get into it. So, to start dieting, where to start when you don't know where to start? Um, again, we just want to make this podcast because a lot of people try and start dieting all the time, but they don't get the help from a coach or a nutritionist or someone that has any experience and they just go out there on their own. And that's fine. Maybe you're nervous about working with a coach. Maybe you can't afford, you know, a coach. There's a, there's a few things that come into this. So we end up a lot of the time picking shitty ways to do it. Yeah, we end up yeah, searching searching Google or asking Dr. Google how to lose how to lose weight, how to lose fat, and we always stumble across the weirdest possible methods and we tend to lean towards something that we think will give us the quickest quickest easiest results we can and that as we've spoken about numerous times often leads to this circle of perpetual dieting yeah so today obviously we don't know anything about you which i think is an important thing to sort of say yeah so we're just gonna sort of bypass this a little bit we don't know anything about your past history your emotion towards food and anything but this is just to give you a little bit of guidance again coaches are really important good coaches are really important at the bottom of the pyramid, you know what I mean? For the lifestyle and behavior and the habit change that is going to keep you successful long-term. But the majority of people anyway miss out them foundations and just go to level one, which is energy balance in order to lose weight. Yeah, exactly right. Like coaches act as like a guide through this whole journey, but there's still plenty of things that you can try yourself to help help start bringing uh, awareness and attention to some key habits or mistakes or even things that you're doing really well already that you can either build upon or improve on. Again, so today we're just going to give you a little bit of guidance. We can't promise your, <laughs> your results, um, but if you work with us, I could. What we can promise you, what we're going to tell you today is going to be better than you starting just some shitty method or drinking a skinny tea, yeah. laxative and just pooping away. Pooping away all you, <laughs> pooping away all you weight. Um, so if we do start at the beginning, like if we 
ideally your habits and behaviors and your mindset, if you've dieted multiple times, it might not be, as we've said before, a good time to diet. You should always through this next stage, be trying to improve your lifestyle. Yeah. Be trying to improve your habits, your behaviors. So you can stick to it longer terms, but we've done heaps of podcasts on habits, energy balance, nutrition, everything. This is just today about where to start with your plan. So what I would look at, the first thing I would do is weigh yourself. This can be obviously tough for a lot of people, but yeah, the scale is just doing its job. It's not this sort of evil evil machine that is trying to ruin your life. It is just measuring your body weight in relation to gravity. And again, before any plan, I know some people don't like to weigh themselves, but again, if you haven't got a coach, then you pretty much do because otherwise you don't really know if you're on the right track. Yeah. So there's a couple of things, I would, a couple of metrics I would look at before even starting. I would yeah, um, weigh yourself. I would take some photos um, with whatever you feel comfortable on and I would take some measurements. So four measurements I like to use. I mean, there's a lot of people, you see some people, they'll measure everything. Yeah. Okay. They will measure, every, I just don't understand it for the general population. They'll measure everything and go, oh, you've lost 53, cut, 53 centimeters this week, but you're measuring every little bit of their body. I had to do four simple sites. One of them is your waist. So your thinnest part of your stomach. Okay. So your most narrowest part of your waist. Okay. The other one is your belly button because that doesn't move. Okay. The other one is your nips, your nipple line for your chest, because that doesn't move <laughs> as we get older, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and then the biggest part of your bum. So like the, the hips, the, the pick, yeah, the, the tip of your bum to measure your hips. Um, and again, don't, don't, I, people get hung up on like how hard they should squeeze the tape. Don't squeeze whatever it they, Yeah. Don't squeeze it too hard. Just pull it around firm. Keep it there for a few seconds where you take a few breaths. And again, there's always going to be human error, but the more you do it, you're going to get some clear averages over time. And don't lie to yourself and pull it harder some weeks. <laughs> Just like, boom. A little off topic, but I've had so many people come in and tell me like, yeah, they could like, when their trainer was doing their measurements for challenges and stuff like that, they could feel the trainer like <laughs> squeezing. Just every inch. Every inch. Oh, wow. You've lost like... Three yeah. centimeters this week. I have like, yeah, yeah no other metrics change, but they're, <laughs> yeah. they're changing. Um, after you've weighed yourself, I think the simple thing to do, so we're going to talk about tracking realistically today. Because if you don't have any guidance or education, then you need to track, I believe. So if you weigh yourself, from there, we want what, you want, what we want you to do is weigh yourself every day. First thing in the morning, after a piss and a shit or whatever you've got to do in the morning, jump on the scales so it's exactly the same. At this time, you want to be tracking your food, okay? You may not even have a target right now. We'll talk about calorie equations in a, in a little minute, okay? Track your food, okay? And you can start to see over seven days after two weeks, like your food averages, your energy balances. And at the same time, you're also weighing yourself every day. So you can see, say if I'm eating average of 2,000 calories every day and I'm maintaining my weight, that shows me that 2,000 calories is probably around my maintenance, right? If I am eating 2,000 calories on average per day and I'm gaining some weight, I'm probably in a surplus. And then obviously if I'm losing some weight, I'm probably in a deficit, so I'm on that right track. From there, if you're at maintenance and eating 2,000, you may choose to take a percentage of calories away and that may then put you into the deficit and then you're going to repeat. Yeah, and again, the weighing, weighing yourself every day thing is... 
tough for some people, but it is really important to help sort of identify trends of where how your body weight fluctuates um, when you eat certain foods. If they're like really sort of like if you have a big car-based meal, like if you have pizza or something like that, you, you're going to expect a weight fluctuation. Same thing if you're really stressed or have a bad night's sleep. You can start paying attention to these things. And I, I tell people it's always – it's like a peace of mind thing to sort of realize that shit, you're not putting on half a kilo of fat overnight. Yeah. Like the scales just fluctuate. And especially for women, like during this different stages of this cycle, you start to compare – week one with week one of the next cycle, week two with week two and follow those trends. It's super consistent too, right? Yeah. Super consistent. And that's why it's really good. Even if you can download an app that will show you like, what them graphs called? <laughs> they go up in the lines. Line graph? Line, line graph. Line graph. <laughs> I knew it was in there somewhere. Like a line graph so you can really see it. Okay. And even like with your average weight, because you will fluctuate every day, yeah. you can then add up your weight and just divide it by seven and then it'll give you your average. weight variance, your weight average loss. Um, for the week, how you figure out your calories or what you believe that you should be on if you want to do that before you start tracking your food. There's a few different ways to do this. Um, one I'll use a lot is the Harris Benedict formula. You can literally just go on Google and type in Harris Benedict. Yeah, just put in equation, put in the information. Put in all your information and it'll spit out your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, your metabolism. The other one is like the MAC method from Martin McDonald, where it's like if you're female, it's your body weight times 22. If you're male, it's your body weight by 24. None of these equations will actually give you a massive variance. Like no. They're all within a few hundred calories. But you've got to remember too, your starting point doesn't mean anything. So once you have that, then you will times it by your physical activity level and this is where some people mess up because they th they think they're way more active than what they are yeah we get karen at the gym who smashes we've actually stuff. got a karen at the gym oh, so no, maybe you shouldn't different karen. <laughs> she's, she's run that for me now um but yeah smash herself say seven days seven days a week in the gym and then for the rest of the day works 10 hours in the office does bug all when she gets home and then gives herself an activity level of like 1.6 which is yeah up there you know one point if you've got if you're sedentary and maybe yeah. don't do too much gym you'd probably be around that simple 1.2 okay anywhere from 1.1 to 1.3 if you're say a coach or someone that trains every day you may go like 1.4 to 1.5 if the only reason you're going to pick more than like 1.6 to 1.7 is if you're like an elite athlete or if you're like a tradie yeah that's constantly going even me as a coach and working in a gym, I probably put, wouldn't put myself up there. I'd probably put myself on like a 1.5. Mm. But again, these are just giving you a variance. So you're going to find your BMR. You're going to times it by your physical activity level. And that will give you an estimation of your total daily energy expenditure. I don't know that may sound complicated to some people, but all that can be done in less than three minutes. Easily. Easy. Google it, put your numbers in. Times by your activity level, and you've got your targets there ready. We'll put it in the notes, the well, yeah. equation. I'll do it right now, right? So say I'm, what are you at the moment? You're boxing. What are you? 82 and a half. Okay, so 82, that'll be times 24 for Sean. Boxing at the moment, I'd say times 1.5. Okay, so that is about 2,952. So your estimated maintenance is about 2,952 calories. So this is where I can start tracking every day and start weighing myself every day at this and now I can see if it is my maintenance or maybe it's not. Maybe you're more active than what you think. Maybe you're not as active as what you think. Yeah. So, you know, for example, if I start tracking, I'm going to use that sort of 2,950 calories as my baseline. And if what I'm tracking at this level and I see my weight start 
dipping and dipping and dipping, it shows that I'm in a deficit. Or conversely, if it starts going up, it shows I'm in a surplus. So I can make the adjustments. Yeah. Pretty simple from that. Ideally. And for everyone, realistically, if in a perfect world, I'd have everyone spend a month finding their true maintenance. Yeah. Because <laughs> then it makes dieting a lot easier. Once you have this set, we'll just talk about energy balance quickly. There's going to be some days that you may be over some days that you may be under. So say for Sean, that's 2,952. If we times that by seven, that's 20,664 calories, right? So that's his energy balance for the week. So some may be three and a half thousand calories, some days, maybe, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? You may go out. That means the, the next day may be 2,000 calories. Do you know what I mean? So it starts really bandaging out that energy balance. So look over seven days, how many calories you've eaten, not just over each day. Energy balance is king. Again, easiest thing with energy balance, like money. If I if I want to go shopping on the weekend, I'm going to save up some calories. If I spend all my money when I'm shopping and I see something else that I want to buy, I'll then get my credit card out. Credit card, be in debt for body fat. If I want to pay that back. Everyone happy with energy balance? Yeah. Simple. All right. Next, I would have a look at your protein intake. Okay. Calories and then protein. Okay. If we're going yeah. up. The calendar. Protein will be very dependent, but a lot of it again will be dependent on where you are sitting currently. Yeah, this is for especially for those who are looking to lose weight. We want to make sure that we're able to maintain as much sort of lean muscle mass as we can. We don't want you to get to like this skinny, weak little creature. We want yeah. you still to have some of that muscle mass. And again, from like a dieting perspective, we know if you're dropping, having a higher protein diet is really, really important. Not only for the muscle mass side of things, but helping you feel full and satisfied longer and during your meals. Immunity. Immunity. <laughs> just, yeah, just general bloody health. Yeah. You, you need protein. And as a nation, we have really low protein. Yeah. Like some people that we deal with have about – the whole the old RNI was like zero point eight grams per kilo of body weight. That's what they serve in nursing homes to ninety year olds. Yeah, some people ha- some people literally eat this and much, and they're training in the gym, and they're wondering why they're getting injured and they're not recovering, and they they're they're sick all the time. I don't know how many clients I've worked with over the years, or we've worked with over the years, be up towards like oh thousands. But everyone's one thing that everyone has had in common is their protein is always terrible and they can't believe how much better they feel when they start focusing on it. Yep. Like it's like it's things like skin. People's skin starts clearing up and they feel better. Their hair feels better. Like all these little things that you don't really think that protein intake can help with or just again it everyone just in. thinks protein muscle. Yeah. It's not yeah. the case. It is the key macronutrient for health. So protein, so I would start from anywhere. The minimum that I will allow a client to be on is 1.2 grams per kilo of body weight. Yeah. So if we just go off Sean again, what was your weight again? Uh, 82 and a half. Okay, 82. So, so we go 82 times 1.2. So the minimum amount of grams of protein Sean's going to have per day is about 98. Like that's a minimum. That, to me, that's like a non-negotiable. Yeah. I won't even, like, it's not like, hey, try and get around this. Like we need to get you to 1.2 at least just for your health and well-being. Mm. Okay. And then we can start to, talking about other metrics. So if you've got really low protein, try and get up to 1.2, sit there. And if you're happy with that, try and go up. Ideally for me, I like to start people. I like, depending on how heavy they are, to be honest. Sometimes when they are really heavy, I will work their protein off off the weight that they're trying to get to. Yeah. Um, otherwise, 1.6. 
for me, yeah. 1.5, 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight, even in a deficit, we can usually do that. Ideally looking to grow more. But obviously the more calories you have, it's easier to hit more protein. So you're always fighting this this balance. Then anywhere from 1.2 to 2.8. I've had clients on in the past. If we can get to two grams per kilo of body weight, I mean, we're in perfect territory here. Yeah. But I would look minimum 1.2, minimum aiming for 1.6 grams per kilo of body weight. So again, so that is simple maths. And once you sort of sort out your protein, the next sort of things we can look at are your uh, fats and your carbs. And you can sort of, like the how you break these up is sort of up to you and will sort of be a bit more individualized based on like your goals and how you, and the foods you like. But from a general health standpoint, we like to recommend at least 25% of your diet should be made up of fat. And this is really important really important to, to balance hormones as well as sort of the vi- vitamins and minerals that we have in our bodies as as it can affect absorption rates of certain things. Yeah, 25% is research probably average most of it. There's not like a, it's not like proteins and carbs necessarily where there is like this perfect range. It's yeah. just a percentage of your diet. So 25%, majority of people will get that without even thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, so it's not something that we even speak about a lot of the time. You just need to make sure around 25% is made up of fat and then your carbs can fill in the rest. Again, from, there's no literature out there. There's no research where there should, there's a perfect macro split for fat loss. Yeah, general, like for mo- <laughs> people aren't really fall, falling short of getting enough carbs in their diet. Like majority of our food in our life you know, breakfast, lunch, dinners, they're very carb heavy. And it's one of the easiest things for people to sort of manipulate when they're dieting. Like just start drop, having a look at your portion size of your carbs, what can sort of come down and be reduced there. Like there's some really quick, easy wins there. Whilst you sort of look at prioritizing protein, that's the first sort of thing. Like what, what can we look at from a carb perspective that we can just drop down slightly? Yeah. And on that, you know, if carbs are higher, fat's going to be lower. Yeah. If fats are lower, then carbs may be higher, and that's fine. But what we're looking for is protein to remain the same. Calories are king, if you want to call them. And then protein's next in line to the throat. Protein's next, and then you've got carbs and fats. Okay, carbs and fats can differ. Don't stress about it, right? Yeah, People are like get trying enough. to get this fucking grammage. Like, oh, I can't get this perfect. You don't need to. Don't worry about it. People are really looking for it. I still will give some people a plan and explain to them why they don't need a macro split. Yeah, they will still try and hit a macro split. Yeah. They'll still try and nail things on. Yeah. You don't need to. Stop stressing out. It's really, really not important. Okay, from then, something else that we really want to look at as well is our fiber intake. I used to be like, let's get everything else sorted first and then start focusing on fiber. But the more that comes out about the gut and the more that comes out about your health, like fiber is just, it's so important for longevity in your yeah. diet. Got to be willing to change with times, man. <laughs> like the, the, the gut es- experts of the world, the ones who study poop for a living, like for is that, so- Is that all they do? That's all they do. <laughs> <laughs> they, for so long, there is so much going on in the gut that a lot of people can't agree on a lot of things. But one thing they can seem to agree on is the sort of- optimal amount of fiber that we're looking to get in our diet and research says about 14 grams of fiber per 1000 calories ideally that's like 25 plus for women ideally. about 30 grams for yeah. men and that would be more than what take. you're dieting on but i think the there's a lot of activity in the gut biome once we hit those numbers over 25 or over 30 again it just shows that you've got good well-balanced diet you yeah. know what i mean you're eating some plants which is again is very very important. Yeah. Like um what is 
Luke Lehman on the muscle from mm. the muscle nose we had on the other week, he has a saying that everyone should be predominantly plant based diet, but garnish garnish their salads with meat. Yeah, and he also like if you know if you're willing to eat a, a kilo of steak, you need to be willing to eat a kilo of vegetables. Yeah, you know, fiber comes in many different formats, but again, it's good for your health. It's really good for your digestion. Insoluble, the soluble fire. What makes you poop? What makes doesn't make you poop? Play around with it. Let's look at the back of packets and have a look. What has fiber in them? You know, it is the indigestible portion of plants. Good thing about fiber as well. The fiber part of what you're eating doesn't metabolize with everything else. They still don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, but it doesn't metabolize anything else. So you can actually increase fiber and by doing that, decrease your energy intake, especially if you're dieting. I mean, that's super, super important, right? Um, After that, that's like the, the majority of your actual diet made up. Obviously, I would be looking next massively at your hydration. Yeah. A massively missed out thing. Like, it's so important to make sure that you are hydrated. With your hydration, are you peeing clear? Have I got clear pee? Have I got clear pee all the time? Am I ahead of my fluid intake? Am I starting to feel thirsty? If I'm starting to feel thirsty, I'm already dehydrated. Like, stay ahead of it. There was some old sort of bro science about, which I still think is a generally decent rule of thumb, where it was like uh, one liter of water per 25 kilos of body weight. Yeah. General rule of thumb. Yeah. Because, again, your body can adapt to the amount of water you're drinking. This is my little bit of annoyance with clear pee. People just say, just have clear pee. But your body sort of adapts to the amount of fluid that you're drinking. Mm. So you know, right, if I'm drinking like two liters a day at the moment, if I go to three liters a day and I've got clear pee at two, I go to three liters per day, I now only drink two liters, I'm going to have deep. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's one of those basic things that you think, everyone thinks they sort of nail down really well, but I don't know how many people I've I've spoken to who, who will struggle to have a liter of water per day. Like um, I had one client client who... Just said she just never used to drink water, like ever. She, you know, when she was thirsty, she'd eat fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Don't know, just busy. Just yeah. didn't, didn't pay attention to it. And again, your body is incredibly adaptable and you will adjust your sort of, you know, your your energy levels will sort of be be massively affected by your hydration levels. So if you're like feeling slow and sluggish, that will just become your normal. And once you start drinking more water, you'll be shocked at like, the energy boost you can get. Yeah. And you can add electrolytes to that would be ideal or some thing, um, some type of electrolyte that might be ideal just once a day, but you get enough fluid in. Like it's so important. I can't believe something that keeps us alive. People fight against it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You literally die without it. Yeah. It's very it, quick. And a lot of problems come straight. I know if I'm dehydrated, my mood's worse. Yeah. You're don't wanna, I don't want to train. I don't want to like just from not drinking the fluid, but then you get caught in this rut. Okay, I'll tell you about the rut. I'm going to say you both feel, Kate feels this rut. So it's like, oh, I'm thirsty, oh, which means I'm tired. So I'll have a coffee. Yeah. So I have a coffee, right? So I have a coffee and then I'm like, good. So like I'm up and then I don't drink much water between that. Then I come down again. So I'm fucking tired again. Okay, so guess what I need now? Do I need a glass of water? No. I need another coffee. Then this, <laughs> then this cycle continues with me I'm talking about as well like with me that's how it continues unless I'm just super if I'm super hydrated one coffee a day is more than enough yeah, for me for sure more than enough if I'm dehydrated I feel like I need more coffee because I'm tired you dehydrated people drink some water 
Make sure you clear your pee is clear. One of the biggest things I've recommended to clients. Over, Sorry, I'm just having a drink of water. Yeah, over over the years that I've found not only beneficial for me but beneficial for them <laughs> is to start your day with it. A glass or two of water, like the first thing to get up, have a drink. Because when when we sort of break it down for a lot of people, their last drink of water. <laughs> no, wrong one. Wrong one. <laughs> their last drink of water will be like maybe six thirty, seven o'clock, either yeah. before or just after dinner. And then the first drink they have during the day is a coffee at maybe like six, seven thirty. I'm like fucking attacking James, <laughs> and then they don't start drinking and. To maybe nine, nine, nine o'clock or so. Yeah. So you've gone over twelve hours without any water. <laughs> yeah. This, this is, <laughs> yeah. This is. I do feel pretty attacked. Thanks, me. But this is. You know, people. I hate. Why the, are you grumpy all the time? I hate. I hate the saying. I hate the saying. Um, hydrate before you ca- caffeinate. But like, no. No, I'm not going to do that. Do both. <laughs> yeah, do I'm both. gonna. I'm going to caffeinate. But I agree. That's what we should be doing. But again, we should be doing a lot of stuff. Doesn't mean we do it. Um, but I have a coffee first thing in the morning, and then I'll have. No, you don't. Powder or... Just grumpy. <laughs> grumpy and dehydrated. No, I have. Yeah, I'll have my. I'll have a glass of water with two oh, hydrolyte tabs. Then, then, then I have a green a green drink, and then I make my coffee. Do you know what your problem is be- though? And I'm better than you. Let's bring, let's bring your message. Let's bring your wife into here. He does all this in the morning at four o'clock in the morning, where his kid and wife are trying to sleep. He'll get his coffee. He'll grind coffee granules. Make a smoothie in the morning. <laughs> and then, and then he told me the other day, if she's listening, he like sometimes like he'll hear Leo stare, and he'll just walk out the door. <gasps> No, I pick him up and put him in her bed. <laughs> Not me. I buy a coffee out in the morning just to keep my little press. That's terrible pump. for the environment. Thank you. I'm playing the long game. What? Coffee? You coffee literally cups. have coffee out all the time. Yeah, but I have my reusable cup. Oh, get over yourself. <laughs> I will not. Uh, all right, a couple of things that I would look at before starting it is again we spoke about the fitness tracker. Let's let, let's see how much activity you're doing. Mm. Of, if we're training, okay, great. I think training massively helps. It starts to create that lifestyle and behaviour. It starts to build that foundation again. Yeah. Even yeah, just by association, people who train more are a little bit more health conscious because they like training and they want to improve their training, so they start making better yeah. choices. So, and again, just the general benefits from moving. Like we are made to move. We feel better for. Moving. So, finding an activity you enjoy is a super important part of this journey. That's it. And then track your steps. Yeah. Make okay. sure that you're consistent. Again, I think anything over 7,000 7, is like should be like your minimum from a health perspective. Anything else just helps towards energy expenditure. But like Sean says, just get out and just glorify, glorify m- movement. movement and be really consistent in what you're tracking. So, we've give you there some really objective stuff. Like, this is not about sleep and stuff. We can start adding that stuff in. But that is just a basic place to start your nutrition plan. Even when I'm giving some of my clients stuff, that's how simple I will start a lot of time. Mm. They're the metrics I will start with and then we'll see how they go and we'll start moving it around. Yeah. I I gather if you've been listening to this podcast long enough that your sleep will be amazing by now and you can deal with stress and all that stuff. But yeah, (laughs) give this a crack. Um, Any questions, let us know. We'll put some of the metrics or how to work out your equations. and Formulas. Yeah, we won't write everything in the notes because then you don't have to listen to the podcast but we will go back to again if you like this if you will give us a review um we would really appreciate it haven't had one in a while we see the views are going up a lot week by week but the reviews aren't people so uh pull your finger out you know do something for us brisbane's best gym now we want to be best podcast yeah what she said (laughs) again thank you very much for listening hopefully you took something from it and we'll see you next week peace